Ahoy! And welcome to the Sea Captain Way podcast with Phil Bender and Greg Patton, where we help listeners navigate the uncharted waters, personal and professional growth. The Sea Captain Way is about energizing top performers to take on risks and push beyond their comfort zone to pursue life-changing goals and achieve peak performance. We're going to help you build your vision by showing you how to break free of boundaries that are holding you back. So, Phil, today we're excited to welcome Jennifer Hensley to the Sea Captain Way podcast. Jennifer just came on board Sea Captain Coaching as an executive coach. She has more than 20 years of marketing and sales experience at a Fortune 100 company and as a master business coach. Jennifer uses this experience to help her clients address complex problems with big picture understanding. So welcome, Jennifer. Well, it's great to be here. I appreciate it. Welcome. Thanks. Yeah, Thanks welcome, for having Jen. me. Good to see you. Yeah, so excited to have you. This is a, a long time overdue, but uh, it's really great to have you here, and especially in light of uh, our recent uh, partnering and uh, all kinds of cool stuff. But the audience today is going to get a heavy dose of Jen the Playmaker. <laughs> we'll talk a little bit about that in a second, and welcome. It's great to be here with both of you. I'm excited for our conversation today. Cool. So, how do you two, uh, Phil and Jennifer? How do you, how did you how do you know each other? When did you meet? All that kind of good stuff. So I first learned of Phil many moons ago, I think early on when I had started at Northwestern Mutual in one of my first company meetings, he was emceeing, I think, the college award show. And as somebody who loves performing myself, I had this great appreciation for the show that he put on. And then I think just interacted with people in his office over the years and kind of saw him from afar until... Probably a few months ago, I think was the first time that we really had an opportunity to sit down and have a conversation, learn more about Sea Captain and what he's doing now and led us to today. And I'm excited to be on board with the team. Yeah. And, and Greg, one thing about Jen that interestingly enough, I did not know till we reconnected was University of Missouri graduates. So we actually have a trifecta today. Yeah. <laughs> go Tigers. Yeah. Go Tigers. Right. So there's a background there. Not one of the major reasons why we decided to partner, but a nice yeah, add-on. We'll have to sing so, the song uh, before, the, uh, before we're done. <laughs> we should. We should, uh, especially with teams playing. Yeah, and, and speaking of which, I don't know, as I was learning, getting up to speed to talk to Jennifer today and reading all of her bio and background information on her website, Jennifer had aspirations for to be a Broadway star as a young child. Did you know that? <laughs> I didn't know that. Maybe that's why she brought that <laughs> Brought that whole thing I'm up about me. I'm not busting out the song, though. No, that's not happening. No, no. That, that is a requirement. That is a requirement. So we'll, we'll let you prep by the end of the podcast. How about that? <laughs> I say so, my, for, you know, group settings or behind the scenes. <laughs> awesome. Well, I can't wait for that. We got to do it in our future. So, so Jen, you know, you got a proven track record of helping business owners seize opportunities with strategic and creative thinking that delivers bottom line results. There's just no doubting that. You have created a winning system that has helped more than 1,500 clients now achieve compound growth. Can you tell us what a coaching engagement is like for your clients and the system you use to help them reach their goals? Yeah. You know, so as we talked a little bit about, I spent almost 20 years in the corporate world uh, working with small business owners on strategies for business growth. And during the, that time, I would hear over and over four common pain points. And I'm sure you saw a lot of this as well Is they would say, you know, I don't know where to start, especially when it comes to marketing. What does that even mean sometimes? Uh, struggling to simplify my efforts and just adapt to change, which we all experience more than ever in the last few years. 
They were lacking the time and resources to be consistent with their efforts, and they really needed an effective plan that delivered results for them. You know, it was so disheartening for me when I'd work with a client like John who had previously segmented his clients or, you know, overhauled his website, and he felt like it was such a wasted effort because he hadn't done anything with it since. Or working with Al and his firm who had a bunch of marketing efforts and sponsorships, but they didn't have any plan of really what were they trying to accomplish from those efforts or how they worked together. Or even Daniel, who was just trying to follow what the advisor next to him did versus understanding if it really made sense for his practice and what he should be doing. So I knew there had to be a better way. So that's when I decided to leave the corporate world and start to help my clients in the way I felt like they really needed. So instead of creating plants that gather dust, we really focus on, like you mentioned, creating that playbook for success that's strategic, provides value in a way that's really authentic to them and is consistent and connected to their overall business goals. We call that our SVC approach. And using that along with the score assessment, we regularly review the playbook and determine, you know, just as any team would do of, do we need to change the plays in the playbook? Do we need to go back to how we can execute them more effectively? Are we ready to add new things to our playbook? And I think that's what really leads to compound growth for my clients. So by equipping those business owners and their teams to either be the playmaker themselves or for us to take that on and be the playmaker for them, we try to provide either as much or as little support as they really need and provide those flexible solutions knowing that their business is changing pretty rapidly. We want to be responsive to their needs. And this really allows them to play their own position, stay on offense, and do more of what they enjoy in the business while scoring more ideal clients and creating more fans. Wow, nice. You know, it's one of the things, Greg, that I've noticed about Jen and just the conversations we have is she's a unique blend of detail orientation and follow through, but a dynamic marketing presence. And that you don't see in everybody. They usually have one or the other they do well, but she really does both very well. Yep. Well, thank yep, you. All, you're, she's a five-tool player as from a marketing standpoint as I'm getting to know her <laughs> and look at her website and all the different services. She's a, a dynamo. Right. Um, yeah. So, yeah, as, exactly. As a follow on to that, Jennifer, Phil and his team at Sea Captain Coaching emphasize the importance of embracing a CEO mindset. And a big part of this is getting clients to shift from a monthly sales mindset to a quarterly CEO mindset. And in your coaching practice, you work to help clients develop 90 day game plans to improve their performance. What are the advantages of using this time frame to help your clients improve their performance? Yeah, well, I would often see either most people don't have a plan at all, or if they did have a plan, they were trying to create, you know, annual plans, and they'd spend months and months working on the plan, and then something would change, and they felt like they were back to the drawing board, and yet they've never executed anything. So I think with shortening the time frame, we can get them to execution faster, and we can align more of what they that urgency create more urgency for them to move forward, while at the same time being strategic about what we do, because I think from a coaching perspective. Some of what I've learned is that, you know, our brain is hardwired to have a lot of uh, power on the things that we want in the moment, right? We want to eat that donut, but, you know, we know there's all these things we should do. And sometimes we think we can just willpower it, but that's not really the, the most effective way for most of us to get things done. So I think being able to bring that to the surface and, and right size things in a 90 day time frame allows us to really make sure that we're creating some urgency at the same time, we have a plan that we're really executing on. And I totally get, I'm with you that I've, I've worked with advisors and tried to put together a, you know, somebody asked for a 12 month plan and you do it and it just, they, they don't stick with it or it doesn't get done. So I love the, 
you know, kind of course correction that you're able to do by doing it the way you're, you know, as the 90 day strategy. Yeah, I think it gives them a lot of freedom as well, because, you know, they can just get started. And no, you don't have to commit to everything right now, you can come back to like we said before the playbook and add things later. So you don't feel like you have to make all those decisions right now. Well, you know, but, but Greg, if you think about it, if it's really a donut that we're talking about, then I would probably have no trouble committing daily to that. <laughs> I, mean, I knew something that, was going to come from that. <laughs> that, was, that, was, that would be an execution of an easy execution of a plan for me anyway. Yeah. But you might regret that, you know, a, a couple of years from now. <laughs> yeah, Greg, Greg, it would be more likely a Budweiser, but that's a different conversation. So, you know, your website, Jen, says that you can serve as a role as a fractional CMO, which I'm seeing more and more of that. And I can understand why that's a successful part of what you're doing. Can you explain how you serve your clients as a fractional CMO and what types of clients this engagement is good for? Yeah, yeah. So when I serve as a fractional CMO or chief marketing officer, you know, the fancy way of saying it and everything is I essentially am that quarterback for my clients' marketing efforts. So it's perfect for clients who either, you know, are sitting in that space where they're like, I just really don't get marketing and, and what to do in that space, or they don't have a need really for a full-time marketing strategist on their team, or they just understand that their time is better spent in their core business activities. So in that role, I really help to streamline their marketing by vetting opportunities such as sponsorship requests or advertising partnerships. Uh, we'll often work together to come up with a marketing budget and help make recommendations to them of how can we most effectively use those marketing dollars and the resources we have. I think for a lot of my clients, what they really appreciate most is all those emails and requests and things that they get or on their wish list or something. They just defer that to me and I handle all of that and tell them, hey, here's what I need from you. And I think they really appreciate one less thing that they have to worry about. So we focus on really simplifying referrals also for our clients to help solve their needs. So instead of them having to say, oh, I need a graphic designer or I need somebody to help me with something in the digital space, that we can bring that to them through my team. Or if they already have relationships, we can help manage those relationships so they don't have to be the point of contact for all these communications and partnerships. And while agencies often focus on branding and digital, my focus is really on everything client acquisition and client experience. So going back to what we talked about of making sure that it really starts with their business plan, that's my ultimate objective is to help them meet their goal and really see myself as a proactive partner as a part of their team, but at a fraction of a cost for what they would probably pay to go out and get a full-time chief marketing officer. So by outsourcing you, they're really picking up certainly the brand knowledge. They don't have to recruit, train, develop there. You have the ability, you know, they can, uh, it's not a one size fits all. You're able to design it to fit or to suit, if you will. And then uh, the last piece is that the follow through is so much better because so many times I see is either, Greg, you know this, it's either put on the back burner or it's put in the wish list or it's a part of the vision, but never comes up front. And people don't realize you know, how much they should be investing in this. And then they end up in the same place. And so this really allows, this really pushes them out of the nest a little bit, I see. So Jennifer, I heard you on a podcast talking about the sales technique of playing to your strengths and prospecting authentically to improve sales results. How do you coach your clients to effectively use this sales technique? 
Yeah, absolutely, Greg. So being authentic, we know, is really the cornerstone of successful sales and business engagement. You know, people want to do business with people that they know, they like, and they trust. And I think everybody gets that. But it's like what you were talking about is how do we make it easy and how can we do that consistently? So we talk about with my clients about some simple ways to get started in that. You know, at the beginning, it might just be sharing stories about you know, who you talked to this week and what problems did they have? Might be commenting on other people's content and sharing that, you know, how you show up for other people. And then certainly how can they show more personal content themselves? Because like we said, that's what people want to see. So they want to know what your brand really stands for, what makes you different and what makes you really a human that they can connect with. Yeah. And so, so you have this background, right? In competitive sports and you are all of five three, right? I think somewhere around there. Yeah, five probably. Three. Yeah, you know, these days, <laughs> gravity's not on my side anymore. <laughs> Stretching it a little. The uh, but what was your competitive sport that you played? I find yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, I know, you know played soccer and volleyball. Thankfully, still get to play a little bit of that. Played some other sports growing up, and you know, I was always in roles like the center midfielder in soccer, the setter, the point guard, and I think that's just really given me a unique perspective of how to see things and how things fit together. So I've always focused on you know how can I get the ball to my teammates and help them play their positions, help our team stay in offense and create more opportunities by being able to anticipate several steps ahead. And this is the same mindset that I think I've been able to apply in business by working in various areas from practice management to marketing, to compliance, to leadership development and more and being able to bring that together. So I know one of my former directors actually told me that she's like, you know, you see things three steps ahead of most people. But that's really helped me to assess when I hear other strategies or ideas, does it make sense for my clients and how can we apply it into what you talked about before, Phil, of helping them to figure out how do we successfully execute it, you know, that we got to get it across the finish line. And that's what I've done for clients for years is being able to see the big picture and how do we drive those high level concepts and ideas into practical implementation. Is that where you got the Jen, the Playmaker handle uh, nickname? Yeah, I was actually using, you know, Playmaker back when I was in corporate. And so it was just like a natural fit when I started my business. The table setter. I I lived in Chicago for 10 years during the Bulls dynasty in the 90s. They had a a guy on the team, Tony Kukoc, and he served up so many assists. He helped Jordan and Pippen score so many points. They called him the waiter because he would just tee everybody else up. Yeah. I mean, I like to score, don't get me wrong, but it's it's great helping other people achieve their goals and making that happen. Yeah, but Greg, correct me if I'm wrong on this before you ask the next question. I mean, isn't it technically an extra player if one of the players is on the shoulders of another one because they're only 5'3"? <laughs> resist. <laughs> Isn't that technically a penalty? I just, I'm still struggling with that whole... Uh, Not if you're on the Harlem Globetrotters. I, you can even bring a ladder uh, on the court. Throw confetti did, on the it, other it team. Funny. <laughs> well, it was funny when Jen and I first met, really face-to-face, I guess, because we knew each other, but we didn't spend a lot of time together. And I walked into the event we were at, and I was like, I was looking way up ahead because I knew she was a volleyball <laughs> player and only to find out, oh, there she is. So I, I've been teasing her about that. Sorry. Yeah, Jen the, Phillips. Uh, yeah. Phil- yeah. I could have used a few more inches Phil for certain. also played some basketball <laughs> and he was the hatchet man. He had five fouls. He used all five of them. <laughs> oh, I, yeah. I, I, Jen, I did. I averaged 4.9 fouls in high school. <laughs> Use what you got, huh? (laughs) 4.3 points, 4.9 fouls. I sat on every second quarter (laughs) because I just kept knocking people over. 
Anyway, Greg. That was your strategy. I need a break come second quarter. (laughs) We digress. So, Jen, you mentioned recently that you participated in a marketing idea slam, which is a a cool concept. And you spoke about the concept of staying visible to prospective clients when you're not around. So I mentioned to you that I'm a big fan of a marketing book for professional services marketers called Selling the Invisible by Harry Beckwith. So how do you coach your clients to do this? Yeah, I think staying visible when you're not around is crucial because everybody is so busy and we have so many things coming at us that if you're not you know, staying in touch with them, having your message show up when you're not around, you're just not being very efficient with your time and they're not going to be remembering you. They're on to the next thing. So we talk a lot about how to build their brand presence so that it's showing up and working for them even when they're not face-to-face. So that might be things like, you know, putting content out on social media so that as people are searching, they're seeing some of their content. It might be through video content or email marketing, developing key centers of influence, those key partners that are going to do some of the heavy lifting for them and be talking about them when they're not in the room uh, and creating really raving fans in their business that are out there sharing their message when they're not around. So I don't think it's a one size fits all. You know, we definitely customize that on what makes sense for our clients and where do they want to start their efforts. And then, you know, let's build from there. But we've got to find some ways to get started and be intentional if we want people to be thinking about us when they're not just meeting with us. You know, Greg, one thing about Jen, and you see it as I do in the social media space, she really practices what she preaches. And it was a great video on LinkedIn about the power of sharing your story with others. That's an important theme for Sea Captain as well. It's the one we lead with always when we're working with our clients. You know, you mentioned that you think it's the number one way to connect with others professionally and personally. That's a big statement. How have you found this to be true and why do you think sharing your story resonates with so many people? Yeah. You know, I think it is the number one tool because nobody cares about your business as much as you do. And nobody's going to understand all the pieces of your business and what makes it so special the way that you do and your ability to communicate that and share that with others. I think is the number one thing that you can do to really grow your business. So we have to help other people though, to, to know what our business is and know what we stand for and how we can help people. I think when I did that video, I was actually back at my parents' house in Kansas city in the basement and the old house and everything. And talking about my recent experience where my husband had posted something about how we first met and started dating many years ago. And I kind of assumed everybody, especially, you know, our, my siblings knew the story. And so many people had came out and reached out to me after seeing what he had posted and said, Oh, I never knew that. So I think we take for granted that people know it or that they're going to remember it. I mean, how often can you probably think about somebody asking you like, well, what is your, what does your brother-in-law do? And you're like, I don't know. You know, can we even talk about what our spouses do sometimes? So I think it's one of the tools that we have to be really purposeful about using is our voice to share our message. So I encourage my clients to make sure that, you know, every month at a minimum, they're showing up and sharing what their brand message is on social media. And then certainly thinking about things like we talked about before with influencers or speaking engagements, other things that they can do to get out there and be sharing their message with more people. Yeah. It doesn't have to be product centered. Okay. In some cases, compliance doesn't allow that, but it's about human. It's about the human being. It's about people. It's about lifestyle. Okay. In some cases, it's also about motivation. Okay. How can I generate energy based upon that? And you really do a great job there. Greg, I guess that's kind of 
wrap, huh? But- yeah, and you know, just as just tag on one more thing, it is interesting when someone will open up to you and share their story, the things that stick and that you remember. I have a client that's an advisor here in St. Louis, and he told he was a good athlete. He told me he played sports growing up, and he said he threw a no hitter in high, at Logan Square High School in Chicago. He threw a no hitter, and for some reason, that I just always remember that. So when I said I put I, he put something on LinkedIn, and I made a comment related to that he's like, I can't believe you remember that. And I'm like. Yeah. You people remember and retain unique things about personality. So why wouldn't you share those unique things? And so, uh, Jen, how, how do people, I mean, now you're part of Sea Captain. We are just so excited and honored to have you with us. But how do people get in touch with you if they uh, need to find you? Yeah. You know, all of our information yeah, is live on the Sea Captain website. So they can definitely check that out. They can reach out to me at, I think it's Jennifer at seacaptaincoaching.com. Send me a message or, you know, I have, like Phil mentioned everything, social media preference as Jen the Playmaker or Playmaker Coaching. So you can follow along uh, there. And we definitely try to provide any resources and content and be a resource however we can. Well, that's awesome. You're running rings around me on LinkedIn. I got to up my game. <laughs> Stretch out and... Right? You know, that's the thing, Greg, is I don't think we have to be somebody else, right? We find out what works for us. Where do we start? And, you know, maybe down the line, that's something you can you can aspire for. <laughs> you know, while you're in planning season right now, which everybody is in, uh, I said the other day, we're in Wabbit season, no duck season. No, we're in planning season. Okay, so... Now that we're in planning season right now, this is a time to be thinking about my marketing plan, your marketing plan. And Jen, the playmaker is one of those people. I think the only thing that puts a bow on this thing, Greg, is for Jen to share with us her her greatest role on stage and maybe a, maybe a line or two or a verse of a song. I think that's the only thing that would put a topper on this thing. Oh, Jen, oh. You can go. I, I'm not singing. I don't think that's happening. No? I haven't been on stage. Well, theater, I haven't been on stage and performing since like junior high. It's been a long time. My, my starring role was in The Perils of Priscilla. <laughs> I was Priscilla. <laughs> so everybody called me Miss Pris. <laughs> that's a great legacy to have. <laughs> yeah, I, I have a feeling that had nothing to do with the stage performance. But oh, God, I say that out loud. <laughs> Uh, anyway, Jen, great to be with you. Greg, as always, uh, well put together. And we'll look forward to uh, connecting with you very soon. Yeah, Thanks, looking Jennifer. forward to it. Take care. Bye now. Thanks. Thanks for joining us for this edition of the Sea Captain Way podcast. If you found the conversation valuable, please like, share, and post a review on your favorite podcast app. To learn more about Sea Captain Coaching and how you can start taking advantage of our purpose-driven coaching guidance, visit us at seacaptaincoaching.com and get the Sea Captain view on navigating uncharted waters of growth. The link is in the show notes. You can also follow us at Sea Captain Coaching on Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn. Wishing you fair winds and a following sea on your journey. 